Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of safarimission.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Fork in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Today again, we are together with Reverend Joe Doran, and we are so uh, grateful to have you here together with us today and talk about the love of God. Well, it's an honor to be back here. Wow, um, it's just so fun to be on your podcast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I want to start in uh, Mark 11, in verse, uh, you know, we're faith ministry, in verse 22, Jesus answered, said, have faith in God. And he talks about truly whoever uh, would say to this mountain be taken up and thrown to the, into the sea. Then he talks about whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you received it. Then there's this one verse that a lot of people want to skip when we read about, you know, these wonderful promises of God. But in verse 25, and, that's a conjunction, joins what's been said to about what's been, what's about to be said. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Doing a love walk without the forgiveness walk is difficult, isn't it? Really, uh, I believe that uh, love and forgiveness truly do go hand in hand. Uh, it's one thing to know you're supposed to forgive. It's another thing to do it. Um, uh, sometimes uh, forgiveness is just natural. You just don't even think about it and like, oh, I didn't even notice. I, I don't, I'm sure that you've had this happen before where someone's coming up to you and, and apologized for something and, and you said, you know what, honestly, I didn't even know that you did that. Don't but, even remember, already forgotten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then there's other times where uh, people can push certain buttons. Um, it, it's interesting, I think, uh, you know, we have our strengths and our weaknesses. I, I don't care who you are, uh, you know, all of us, are strong in some areas and maybe some areas we're not as strong. Right, right. So um, so what happens where, where someone reaches that one button? <laughs> and it's interesting because uh, family members, relatives, some of the closest people to you uh, can push certain buttons that others can't. And so when that happens, uh, what's your response going to be? And sometimes knowing what the Bible says and doing what the Bible says is not always that easy. <laughs> it's, it's funny, but I've, I've met a lot of people that say, uh, well, we had a skirmish, we had a happening, we butted heads or, or whatever. And, uh, but I've forgiven them, but uh, we don't talk much anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, you know, when you said that, I, I had a friend who said something like, oh, yeah, we're getting along great, but we don't talk. But <laughs> <laughs> we're never near each other anymore. So, I mean, uh, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. But really, it goes back to uh, forgiveness is really an act of faith. Mm. It's a, where you act on the Word of God and where you choose to forgive uh and and then uh when you do it uh it takes faith to maintain 
that love walk. It really does. Um, and faith is not based on feelings. I like what it says in Jude, uh, the book of Jude, verse 21. It tells us to guard and to keep ourselves. That's the way it's phrased in the Amplified. But guard and keep yourself in the love of God. Um, keep yourself. Don't fall out of it. Yeah. Do it, something to maintain. And we have an enemy, and this enemy cannot force us out of the, the realm of God's love, but he can entice us out of it. And sometimes he uses people to try to get us to walk away from the parameters of his love. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, in other words, we're going to have to make an effort to keep ourselves in the love of God. Uh, it's interesting this uh, last year, I had challenges in my love walk. Probably the biggest challenge I've ever had was with uh, a loved one. And, um, and I got out of love. Um, I've always thought that one area of my Christian walk that was really strong was the love walk. And I found myself having a major failure last year when it came to the love walk. Um, and that came through someone that I, I loved and, uh, someone that could push buttons that I didn't know that could be pushed. And so, uh, so if you're dealing with unforgiveness, I can relate. Um, so it's something that God's grace is there and, it goes back to acting on the word of God. And God's word works. It always works. Always works. Yeah. You know, I often I often ask people, you know, who is that one person that naturally speaking you think it's it's gonna be a wonderful day as long as I don't meet that person? <laughs> uh, you know, you see people that off the distance, maybe in the marketplace or at the grocery store or something like that, you you, you see a person that uh, you know, or or maybe you think you used to know them, or one of these people that you think, well, if I don't meet him today, I can still have a good day. But uh, and then you you see all of a sudden somebody with a cart hurrying down the other aisle down the grocery store, or maybe they're at the market and instead of buying cucumbers at the marketplace, they all of a sudden remember, oh, I'm supposed to take a cup of tea in here so that you don't see the person that buying the carrots right next to the cucumber stand kind of a thing, you know. Uh, how, do you, how do you handle those situations? Or, 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 or how, when the thoughts come of those people that naturally speaking, you might think, yeah, it'll be all right if I don't meet them. How do you handle those thoughts and what do you do with, with those things? Well, that's an interesting thing because really thoughts can lead you to destruction. They really can. Um, and thoughts can also lead you to life. And thoughts can also lead you to restoration. Thoughts can lead you to healing. Thoughts can lead you into life, really, or death. Um, and it's funny because I mentioned just a moment ago that last year I, I really had such a struggle with, with uh, an offense. And, uh, and it really wasn't all the other person's fault because really a lot of it was my fault as well. So anyways, uh, where we forgive others, but, but the thoughts, 
I found I would start entertaining the wrong thoughts in the 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 wrong thoughts led to destructive words, destructive thoughts, anger. I mean, really, it, it led, the, the wrong thoughts led to the works of my flesh, really. Yes. Yeah. And, and, but then when I started thinking on the right thoughts, that led to me blessing them, that led to me uh, forgiving them. But uh, really, it, it begins, it goes back to the Word of God, honestly. It goes back, to, it's, it's such a simple answer, but yet so many times we don't turn to the Word of God and, and not just know it, not just quote it, but I'm talking about acting on it, where you truly act on what you believe, because we know, of course, in James it tells us that you can hear the Word, I'm a teacher, I teach the word, but teaching the word doesn't help. It doesn't benefit me unless I actually do what I teach. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I remember a similar story in my own life, and, and very often, you know, the, the the people that have the capability of hurting you the most are the ones that are the closest to you, mm -hmm. and sometimes the ones that you would uh, maybe presume could never hurt you. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that, that can really cause some hurt sometimes. And so I've, I've had some experiences as well. Um, but, I've, you know, if you go through the word, Matthew 5, Jesus said, If you've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And I think a lot of times if you have an Old Testament view uh, of our relationship with God, you think, well, if you don't steal, if you don't cheat, if you don't kill anybody, you're, you're doing okay. You know, the Ten Commandments are basically do not. So if you, if you don't do evil, you're okay. But... In the New Testament, Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love even as I have loved you. And so love is always taking a beneficial interest, an active interest in the well-being uh, of somebody else. It is not to refrain from doing evil. It is to be active in doing something positive in areas that people, people have needs. And so, you know, Jesus says, you've heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And, uh, you know, early on in life, I might have glanced at this and thought, pray, pray. Okay, I'll pray, all right. Lord, give them what they deserve, you know. Uh, well, you're, you're praying for them. But really, uh, Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. He does not say to pray against. Uh, the, the love life is a blessed life, and it's a life living in the blessing, and it's a life living in in blessing other people, it's never, uh, pronouncing curses on people is not blessing them, and it's not walking by love. And so I had these uh, people in my life that um, I had really allowed myself to really get hurt by them. Mm -hmm. And that really is what hurt is. You, you allow yourself to get hurt. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got a personal responsibility uh, in these things. And if we're perfected in love, we, you won't get hurt because you, you live a higher life than that. But with these people, I started praying for them, and early on, it was very, very hard to pray for them. Yes, yes. Uh, and you think, oh, you know, you, you, you need to bring some judgment here. That's, that's what I'm thinking, and that's what I'm wanting, maybe, and, and all of this. But I start praying, and, and then I go, no, God, he blessed me, even in despite of myself. 
So I started to pray blessings. I didn't feel like it. I didn't want to, but I did. And, and consistently, every day, I would pray for those people, and I would pray that they would be blessed in their lives and their marriages and their family. Uh, they were business owners, so I would pray that their businesses would prosper and so forth. But there was something I noticed. As, as I was praying this, it was very hard in the beginning. Over time, it became a little easier. But as I kept doing this, I started to notice that there was a love of God in my heart yeah. that started to affect my emotions. Mm -hmm. And so my emotions were no longer hatred for these people. But my emotions changed to where I started having a genuine interest in seeing those people to be blessed. And when I did that, the relationship started to restore itself. That's powerful. Um, most people never step into that. But really, it, it lines up with acting on the Word of God. When you act on the Word of God, you'll get the benefits of those actions. Uh, because really, the Word of God is for our best. It's God, God wants us to forgive and walk in love, not just for the, the benefit of others, but really for our benefit. Um, I'm kind of thinking of, I, I've always heard that story of the one who chooses not to forgive is kind of like the, the way they trap monkeys. Now, of course, I've never trapped a monkey before, but um, I've, I've dealt with them here in Kenya. Uh, I've had monkeys steal food right off my plate as I was eating breakfast in Mombasa. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, they are quick. And they, they're thieves, so come and take, take your food right off your plate. Uh, but, but what I heard is that they will actually, they'll have a box, and uh, they'll have a hole in the box, enough for the monkey to get it, its hand through, and they'll put a stick in there, and that stick will have glitter on it or whatever, something that will catch the monkey's attention. And they'll grab that stick, and they'll refuse to let go, and they'll try to get it out, and they are so stubborn, they will not let go of that stick. And then the hunter will just come along and take a club and hit him over the head and kill him. Yeah. And so really, uh, that's what the, our stick is like, no one's gonna treat me like that. No one's gonna talk to me like that. No one gets away with that with me. We really, it's, it, it goes back to pride or, you know, there's different ways that we've been hurt or, or where, where we allow unforgiveness to come in. And so the enemy is looking to take you out because, because really, you're, when, you, when you take on unforgiveness, you're really getting outside of the parameters of God's love. And really, you're not fulfilling the new law, royal law of the kingdom. And when you do that, uh, you're you set yourself up to be destroyed. Right, right. Somebody said it like this, that unforgiveness, that is like uh, drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. Yeah. And that, that really is when you, when you harbor resentment. You know, it, it affects the one harboring resentment negatively. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily hurt the person that you're harboring resentment against, but it, it'll hurt ourselves. So it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. 
uh, you know, the love of God is really, really phenomenal and wonderful. This is here is a book called uh, The Greatest Thing in the World. It's written by Henry Drummond. This book is written in 1887, mm. and the book is still in print after these hundred and, I don't know, 30, 40 years, whatever it is by now. And he, he takes 1 Corinthians 13 and breaks it down, uh, various uh, things here. But he says about generosity, which of course is an aspect of love, and you can say, Forgiveness is being generous to the ones that, that have harmed us. Mm -hmm. He says this about love envies not that we find in King James in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, this is love in competition with others. Whenever you attempt a good work, you will find others doing the same kind of work and probably doing it better. Do not envy them. Envy is a feeling of ill will towards those who are in the same line as ourselves a spirit of covetousness and detraction. Even doing Christian work is little protection against harboring this most unchristian feeling, that most despicable of all the unworthy moods that cloud a Christian soul assuredly waits for us on the threshold of every work, unless we are fortified with this grace of magnanimity. The Christian only truly needs to envy one thing, the large, rich, generous soul that envies not. And I found that to be a very good measure of have you forgiven. If, if that other person should be blessed, would you rejoice? Uh, because if it's somebody that we really love, when they are blessed, I would rejoice about it. Yeah, that, that, that is true. Um, you know, someone that you actually do love and do care for and care about, uh, you want the best for them. Yes. Um, and it's interesting that when you, you know, love is not of our flesh. Love is not of our reason. Love is of our heart. And, uh, and really, when we start responding from our hearts, I mean, that's where, that's where the love of God is. And once we start responding from that part of us, we will find that we will rejoice when, when uh, they're blessed. We will rejoice when, when they are doing well. Um, really, I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, when we, it, it tells us in the Word of God, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And um, when we return evil for evil, or we, when we return a curse with a cursing, uh, we're, we're not multiplying love, we're actually multiplying evil. And so, but when we put love to work, when we bless them, when we pray for them, when we think the best of them, we're putting love to work. And when you put love to work, Love never fails. Love wins. You know, that, that, that story about in my own life when I learned how to pray for uh, the ones that I thought hurt me and, and yeah, maybe actually did me wrong, and, and that's right, but you start truly forgiving and learning how to really truly want the best for those other people. Uh, that kind of sparked a habit in my life. And the habit has become this. When, when I think of somebody that maybe there was something there in their past, I will immediately 
uh, force myself to think thoughts of blessing those people. And, and I can truly say there isn't a person that I don't want to meet today. There isn't a person that, yeah, there may have been something there, and you, you may have been hurt and all of this, but but I always make sure I think thoughts of blessing towards those people. And, and actually, and, and if those thoughts are difficult to think, I'll start praying for those people. And the freedom that it gives in my life, just free from burdens of struggling in relationships with other people. Oh, my, 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 my. It's, it's, that's the way to live the blessed life. Yeah, that's the, love is the best way. It's not always the easiest way, but it's the best way. And I'll, I'll say this, that when you truly do yield to the love of God on the inside of you, there's a grace that takes over and there's uh, an ability beyond yourself to love just the way Christ loved us. Yeah, that's great. We want you to live free. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you to Reverend Joe Doran for coming with us today. We really appreciate your, your input. Well, thanks. It's been an honor to be with you. God, God bless you all. Blessings, blessings. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vida and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at plus 254-74-1777-805 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidal Ligard's book, A Fork in the Road.